Welcome back to the Charles Ogan Experience. Welcome back to the Charles Ogan Experience. Long time no see. It's been ages, man. Damn, when's the last time I saw you? It's been a lazy Sunday today. <laughs> it has been one of my lazy Sundays. Google really map. good, yeah, Google, really good Google SEOs on that. Yeah. If you just type it in, .com or whatever, .net. Lazy Sundays, isn't it? Yeah, my lazy Sundays. It's been right. a good day. We've uh, lifted, you've lifted some weights yeah. to a good level. You, I think we did some jits. Did we lift pretty heavy? I feel like we did pretty heavy on the deadlifts. Yeah, pretty, yeah, for a pretty change. Well on the deadlifts, back onto the Bulgarians, back up to the 30s. Mm-hmm. Benches coming on with the Larson's press, which is a feet elevated bench press. Yeah. Just a nice variation to do. What's it for? It's just to help improve your actual pushing mechanic of the bench press because you have your feet up so you don't have as much room to get the arch in. I find I'm doing one side, then correcting, then correcting when I do it on that thing. Yeah. Rather than probably correcting with the legs. Yeah, because you don't have because the feet are up, so you don't have much to balance. You really mm. just got to make sure you're squeezing the bar tight. And just work that that pushing mechanic from the chest. Yeah. So in the long run, it'll help improve the bench press, but then it's a compromised position, like doing a a deficit deadlift or a um, a different variation of squats than you're used to. Could you do it knees up like a closed guard sort of thing? Uh, just like knees up off the floor. Yeah, you could. Yeah. You could. So eventually we might do some dumbbell floor press in like a hip bridge position. But that, that's pretty good as well. Nice. Not, not particularly because it's mimicking jiu-jitsu, but it's just because you're, you're not as stable if you're just slapped to the floor. Mm. When it comes to S&T, you don't, wanna, you don't need to mimic certain positions. Be like, oh, I want to get really good at double leg takedown. So I'm going to do split squats of really close legs together because the mechanic doesn't work as well. Mm. So if you just get the same muscle groups really strong, with the same like shin angle, either if the knees are going over the toes or you need to stay back into the ankle, depending on what you want to hit. Oh. Like we discussed today, you'll you'll strengthen those muscle groups, which will then, to an effect, help the the you uh, being able to use that force and use yeah. that strength effectively. Just generally, being strong and fucking hard. Fucking hard. I actually did a seminar yesterday. Shout out plus. Oh bios, yeah, Angus I saw. Bailey's. I saw. Uh, Bit of uh, snatches. Some Olympic Lots lifting, some pliers. Clean and jerks. Yeah, it was fucking fun. We started adding some of that stuff and we did some good core, like thoracic rotation oh, yeah. stuff with Angus, Angus Bailey, which is good. We did it at the start of the session. Who's that? He's just like a geeky strength SNC guy. Where'd you hear about him? Insta. Okay, fair. Insta. Yeah. Nice. He's put some good shit. Is he strong? Um, he's pretty strong. He's like a like reasonably skinny guy and he's quite strong from it. He's like one of these like, smart guys, like good processing yeah. and information good at understands elo- things eloquently raising his points nice long words sometimes nice confusing words real nice what's going on with you man how's your week been it's been good nice this week jits is pretty good i've been enjoying my wrestling i've been enjoying a bit of passing bit of yeah wrestling and passing that's it and also leg locks trying to work more k guard uh some reverse k guard we've got a question about we got a question about that actually. Similar question we'll on yeah on the Mikey lock, but yeah. Wait, wait, waiter. Um, yeah, wait. Did that? Did that tech tip of the week? Shout out tip of the week. Also, just getting better on my left side guard. I'm trying to like polish it. I feel like it was a bit. My left side guard is good because they're training with Sylvie, but it's not exactly the same as the right hand side. Like it's still the mechanics are a bit fucked. In right. some scenarios, like the way I cross my legs and whether I'm cross like. For example, the way I do a knee shield on the left-hand side wasn't quite as solid as on the right-hand side where I can, like, prevent people putting their knee to the floor. But on the left-hand side, I feel like I can't, so... 
Yeah, very strange. Anyway, I'm working on the left-hand side card a lot, thanks to Sylvie. Yeah. What else? Working on the school, it's going well. When Getting you say more. you're working on left side guard, are you just putting yourself into left side guard? Because people don't normally pass that way. No, I'm just being a bit more conscious when I'm on the left-hand side of the guard to like make sure that you're in tight, man. You're everything's... Tight. Everything's... <laughs> I like it. Yeah, I like it. Everything... <laughs> Everything has to be the same on the left-hand side as the right. <laughs> it'll be nice. It'll be it'll be like being actually inside my mouth. <laughs> ASMR. ASMR. So I do my. <laughs> Imagine watching this podcast. You fucking such a cunt. <laughs> such a fool. But yeah, basically trying to just make sure that it's like the same on the left as the right-hand side. Like it's all well and good saying like, oh, you only need to be good at one side of the guard, but. If you're good at both, then if you're better at the left-hand side of the guard, then the right-hand side will also be better, right. in my opinion. I don't really have like a what CBA to fully justify it, but basically the fact that you can connect techniques left and right with more confidence means that you're probably going to choose the best move for the moment, regardless of size, uh, side that you're on. You know, diversity. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> shout on your old diversity. Shout out, shout um, diversity. Everyone, yeah, like hiring the right person. Everyone's right as important job. as each other. Yeah, yeah. Even your old, yeah. Anyway, so if, if you're, let's say you're on the right hand side and people are switching left and right, if you're just shit on one side or like slightly less efficient on one side, even if someone doesn't favor that side, you're just doing yourself a disservice by not being as good at that side. You should be able to like connect the two sides. Same with when you're passing, right? The best passes go left and right as well. Yeah. Right. You should be able to do that in the garden and it would just be like extremely difficult for the passer to get anything going. Yeah. Fair play. Left, hand, left side passing. Yeah. Left, left side okay. guarding. Yeah. So how are you getting into that position each time? You just force people to pass that side? Uh, not really like it's more it's more like I'm rolling with Sylvia a lot these days and Sylvia always passes to the left hand side so it's very easy for me to like like judge what I'm doing because it's pretty similar like feeling each time and I can feel like what my body's doing to try and get for example like a tighter knee shield to stop his knee hitting the floor yeah. like just I wasn't really flex dorsiflexing my, my left leg properly yeah. so now that I've clocked that it's going much better and, it, and I feel like I'm able to use all the like moves that I would normally do on the right hand side from there like like on the left hand side I wasn't really underhooking the far leg because my I felt like my knee connect my knee connection to the hip wasn't so good now I've got better connection to the knee on that side I can basically risk more with my hands and be a bit more aggressive ah. so yeah yeah that's what I've been doing well with Sylvia basically only because he's the only one who passes left cute details man yeah and other than that I've been trying to get more efficient in the bottom north south position right I let people circle around me and instead of just like holding my frames up the whole time to stop them dropping from north south down, I'd be just using like one frame or like no frame or letting people get really deep into a north south pass and then working out from there. Sick. In prep for upcoming matches, which I cannot release, but there's a big enough hint there. Yeah. Yeah. Huge. Grapple Fest, July 1st. It's coming. Inshallah. That's right. huge. Okay, let's do some questions then. Let's do it, man. 50-50 escapes. We just drilled this. Yeah, we oh, just... we terrible. Yeah. yeah. We didn't do escapes, to be fair. We just did a bit of heel, heel slipping and hiding. So, yeah, escapes to 50-50. Passing your leg across to the opposite side is probably the safest way if you prefer defending from the outside heel hook. But now I feel people are getting really good at outside heel hooks as well and, like, Aoki locks and all that kind of stuff. So it's not even necessarily less dangerous. I would say standing up, backstepping, and keeping your angle countering as well is going to be a good way to make people like pull their knees in really tight to their chest then it's easier for you to step out 
uh, yeah, passing your legs across. You can also do the like coming into them and sprawling method, which uh, I was, the one where you almost popped Christian's knee today. <laughs> yeah, that one works pretty well. If you want to, if you know what I'm talking about, there's like Ethan Crellenstein does it. You can basically 50-50, you come up, you sprawl your knee to the floor, then you try and sprawl your whole hip to the floor without getting rolled over and you can spin all the way around to saddle or escape your leg. Sure. We'll have to... We'll have to get someone to pull that up for us, but yeah, that's. Uh, I'll put it on the thing. Yeah, yeah, I'll send I'll send you a little clip of that so people can see. Oh yeah, <clears throat> that's a great escape, fucking great. And then the other one, like back stepping to the back, or you can do all the crab ride kind of stuff. If you watch like Rafael Mendez escapes yeah. from fifty fifty, those are all pretty good as Did well. You say crab ride. Yeah, crab ride. Yeah. Right. So you get behind them. Yeah, where you get your toes hooking behind their knees. And it could just be one toe behind the knee. Like if you've got one toe behind the knee and you have the same hip, you can basically kick and pull. And that's all you need for tension to spin people and start to work from there. So that's what that's what I've been looking for from, I would be looking for from escaping 50-50. And generally, yeah, passing the leg, your own leg across the body and standing up is pretty good. That's like the safest way. You don't have to risk any inverts or like people trying to tip you back over really hard pass, pass your leg across the other side of the body yeah your own leg outside. yeah 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 pass your own leg across or to a lot of the time outside. yeah yeah because yeah, i feel like it's a little bit easier to pass and if i'm just trying to if i started on bottom in 50 50 and i'm not necessarily trying to take top position these days i'm actually like i'll try 50 50 as hard as possible and if i feel like people are overly willing to spin away then i'll start to pass the leg across to the other side mm. and see how good their outside heel defense is because, yeah, I've been enjoying the outside heel hooks, the Aoki locks. You've been hitting them? I've been hitting them. I've been hitting them a lot. And, yeah, Aoki locks as well, great. So but, like, elbow-to-elbow elbow grip, fucking good. No, we're good. We're good. Thank God. Fucking All right. Oh, next question then. Study for ops. The question was basically... What do you do when you when you have an opponent lined up? Like, how do you how do you study and drill for them? And yeah, like this is going to apply to a large percentage of our audience. Yeah, hobbyists. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, how to, yeah. Well, for me, that's an interesting question. I will see what they're best at. Make sure I'm fully aware of what they're best at. Not focus on it too much. I'm just going to get like a bit familiar with it. So I'll, I'll get familiar with like layers of defense. Let's say someone's got a really good armbar or whatever. I'll get good at first, like tempting people to go for the arm and then hiding it. Then I'll go like, let them get the arm, but don't let them get deep. And then finally let people get pretty deep on the arm and try and escape it from there. Oh, I Once you're more confident. Yeah, because you've probably done all these techniques before. You just need like a quick refresher on, on, on what you normally do. Like you don't want to be like just freshly trying to do all these techniques that you haven't done for a little while or like yeah. that you're not super, super like warm in. Yeah. So yeah, just get warmed up in those techniques and then, uh, and yeah, try and focus on like what you can actually do to them. Because yeah, you can defend all you want, but you need to sub people, you need to finish them somehow. That's the real, that's the real trick is like looking at them and thinking like, where is he actually, where are they actually weak? Like to the point that you can exploit it and not, and also not get tired just chasing the same thing the whole time. Mm. But you need to be able to like wear them down and also get opportunities at submissions at the same time. And you need to like avoid their strengths whilst guiding it kind of towards. And you also have to be realistic about your chances of like dictating where the match goes. Yeah. So like sometimes it will go your way. Sometimes it won't. If it doesn't go your way, then you better have your escapes on point. Yeah, and if it ready, do... Are you ready for the escapes? Exactly, yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. And if it do go your way, then great. You just like make sure that you're pretty like, you know, relatively sharp in your best stuff or, or what you're aiming to do there. So you can at least like 
force some decent reactions out of them rather than just being like, ah, oh, I didn't really, didn't really go for that, so I didn't really get much out of it. Yeah. So yeah, that would suck. Yeah. Decent. I Decent. Watching, I was watching some good matches last night. Oh yeah. Cade, PJ, Barry, PJ, Barch. Barch, that was yeah. good. Uh, Wagner, Gordon. BJ Parch. Gordon. Yeah. And, Gordon. Um, Gordon versus uh, Jake Couch. Yeah, that was a Basically good one. Cool. Just beating the shit out of Jacob Couch and Wagner, to be fair. Yeah. Just, just smashing them. Just really, yeah, Jacob Couch got a full sweep entry, though. He did. And he couldn't get it on Sylvie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well. Yeah, Sylvie's got stronger legs, clearly. Yeah. Who knew? But yeah, the PJ Barch match was actually fucking sick. That's a sick like, that was, match. like, objectively good to watch. Yeah. Keeps, like, baiting the fucking takedown, doesn't take it. Good good takedown defense as well from um, Barch. Good hit yeah. throw. What, Barch was baiting the takedown? No, Cade was baiting the takedown, if you remember. He kept, like, just going, like... What, hands up? Yeah, hands up. Trying to get him to take him down. Maybe he wanted to hit the buggy choke. Barch wasn't having that. I've been hitting a lot of buggy chokes. Have you? Yeah, super satisfying. I was watching how Craig was doing it on one of the B-team videos, and he's like... He basically baits people a lot in that he'll go for, like, let's say, an underhook on a leg, and he'll leave his neck open, and he won't have a frame here. He'll have let the frame pass in front. So people go for the cross face. Yeah, and he'll have his hips far out. So people have to like collect his hip with their elbow and their head kind of comes with their elbow and then their head and shoulders really close together and then you can shoot the buggy choke up. Got it. Yeah, very tricky. What a cunt. <laughs> what a prick. <laughs> times he's doing it. it's, it's really good though. Like the way, the way he's set it up there, I feel like it's basically all you need to know about the buggy choke. Solid. Yeah, fucking good. I mean, obviously there's instructionals and that on the buggy choke. That guy Rene Souza does them. Yeah, but uh, yeah, like just knowing like when to set it up, I think is good, and it's good escapes from side control changes the game. Yeah. Like all the old school jujitsu. I'm sorry, but if you did old school jujitsu and and you didn't know about the buggy choke, basics. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, fundamentals, and you didn't know about the buggy choke. Like maybe you won't get caught, but. But it changes the game. There's no doubt about it. It changes yeah, the game. Sure. The it, fact that there's been this move that's been invented. Has to be the game has to evolve eventually. Especially yeah. The, the newer guys. But yeah. Even the stuff that you think is just like is gospel, like yeah. it's not gospel anymore because of the buggy choke. Really? I, yeah. I feel like the buggy choke has made a lot of the passing very different. And like you can't, you can't really just hang out in side control and controlling positions for too long because you give them a bit too many threats of buggy chokes and all, just like random shit like leg entries and arm entries and yeah inverts just seems a bit more risk than it's worth something like north south you normally just get the fuck out of side control no? if I'm on top side control yeah. I'll just try and go to mount or switch to north south I feel like yeah or like that like three quarter north south where you're kind of diagonal off to them right right yeah I don't, like just staying in side control like side onto your partner is is a bit shit I think like just all it takes is once their hands come in, like you're already kind of behind. Then, if you if you're changing before their hands come in, that's probably like you're probably going to do much better. Basically, if you're already, if you're like leading the transitions rather than they start to move and you're like reacting and trying to trying to get your get your shit back that you just that you just won. Another one is like another one is like let's say you body lock and get to side control. If you try and like let go of your hands and move on from there, you'll definitely get you'll put back in the guard. Yeah. Yeah. So you got to go to mount, basically. Take I think mount. mount is where it's at. If you can get to mount, you can you can apply horrible pressure to people. Just that punish people, like Gordon. Yeah, Gordon, Gordon. You got to yeah punish people. Just cross cross face them for a little while. Like I know it's kind of boring sometimes, but tie them out. Yeah, you have to just like if you get a head and arm, 
just apply it. Yeah. yeah, just apply it as hard as you can and like make make your partner move. Like the, you don't have to go anywhere. Even if they don't tap, just tie them out. Yeah, but you should be able to get a tap from a cross face against a non-resisting opponent. Yeah, if you get good enough. Yeah, yeah, against someone who's not resisting, you should be able to get a tap. So that means they have to start resisting and wasting energy. And like the longer they waste energy, the better for you. And all, and like it's not like it's not like they're wasting a little bit of energy. They're really fucking wasting. wasting yeah, they're, they're wasting a lot. The yeah. yeah, that wouldn't be a waste though. That would be like using energy to move position, yeah. and that gives you openings. But when I say wasting energy, it's like you're just TPing and driving your shoulder into their face. Even if they relax, it's not they can't physically relax because you're twisting their neck. So they have to tense their neck and like be bridging and stuff to keep their uh, spine from breaking, so I guess, or their just, jaw yeah, from breaking. Waste. Yeah. yeah, they're just carrying your weight with their face. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, that's going to be tiring. And they can't, yeah, they can't relax because then I guess the neck or jaw will break. Yeah. I found when people cross, like Max, for example, Max Pickerton, shout out, good cross face. When he used to cross face me, my jaw would genuinely get tired. Like there'd be a point where I'm like, my jaw is too tired here and I have to just turn and give up. <laughs> like, that's how it works. Your, your face gets tired. Shout out Max, <laughs> Shout out Max McQueen. <laughs> <laughs> All right then, this one's for you. I don't know what the fuck this is. <laughs> Juggernaut training. Juggernaut. That was for you, man. I don't know what it is. I've never heard of that <laughs> either. <laughs> Juggernaut training. There's a guy called Chad Wesley Smith. who's a big power lifter. Yeah. Big fucking unit. Shout out Mark McQueen. He's um he's actually way stronger than Mark McQueen, um because he's juicy. Okay. He's got some wide records. Um, he runs a training program called the Juggernaut Training Program. It's got for like in that program there's there's programs for Olympic lifters, power lifters. Um, he's recently done BJJ, so there's programs on there for jiu-jitsu athletes. Um, I mean it's pretty good. I base a lot of the stuff I do um around Chad Chad Wesley Smith's training. Um, I think the app, the apps, the app looks pretty good. It's all based on like RPE stuff. So like how you yeah. do the app, you you come in and you type in like you, it's like AI. So it's got like artificial intelligence on the app. So like you'd plug in certain things and then like how do you feel today? Seven RPE, like seven out of ten. Then the, the program would adjust to the RPE that you've put in um, after certain lifts as well. So it will calculate the lifts that you should do based around the okay. access that you've done. So it's a pretty clever system. What's the bones of it what is juggernaut training juggernaut training is like um for jiu-jitsu guys very similar to what we do it's going to be based around the the movement patterns of squatting deadlifting pushing pulling single leg work what what makes it different to what we do or to to other to to, to, yeah just just normal shit that i guess everyone does it's, it's just a sensible way of training to be honest the juggernaut training system like if you go check out Chad Chad Wesley Smith, BJJ, Google him. Yeah. He's got some really good fucking content out there. It just makes sense. Just like this is a sensible way of training for jiu-jitsu or training in general. If you want to be a powerlifter, Olympic lifter, um, yeah. or do weights for jits, he has very good content. So it's a good idea then, juggernaut training. My training's better. My tra- yeah. yeah, yeah. It's all right. <laughs> no, it's all right. No, it's a decent it, idea. He, he's, he's fucking good. <laughs> um, I like the stuff he puts out, especially the stuff he says around conditioning. He, the, what he says is that I like and I kind of base my idea around it as well is training pairing high intensity days together so a lot of people are like should I do jiu-jitsu and weight training on the same day and a lot of people are like oh no you shouldn't do that because the sport first but it's like 
if you're already tired that day, you may as well just make yourself more tired during that weight and have a, have a lighter session the next day yeah. so that you recover fully the next day rather than having a really high intensity there being absolutely fucked. Then you know you're going to be tired the next day anyway mm. and then do it, trying to do a high intensity session on that day as well. I mean, you can do that. There's nothing wrong with that. But I find if you pair the two things together on the same day, it allows a, a lighter session the next day to be more beneficial. Keenan was saying that he used to do that when he when he trained at Atos. Yeah. I mean, he's not juicy. And he was saying that... Was he ever juicy? No, no. And he was saying that he was yeah. training with roided out, roided out freaks every day. Yeah. He said eventually he had to just do one day on, one day off. And he'd do like two or three sessions in the one day he was on and the next day just do nothing. Yeah. Doesn't seem like a terrible idea. I mean, you must feel pretty good. But equally, I think you definitely improve slower definitely yeah yeah because you like just that's the everyday grind. plodding along but that's what those, that's why those guys get juicy like that's yeah come to the question that we talked about last week would you have benefit of being on the juice maybe you could have done more training yeah. better recovery because it does allow more that's being juicy does, well yeah that's the main thing isn't it yeah it, it's just recovery it just means you can just back it up you yeah. can back it up back it up back it up back it up you can back it up you can back up training because yeah. you recover much faster oh there was a question about juice that she didn't write down which was uh would i ever get on juice and why uh, maybe if I was like forty five and I had low test, I'd just get on the get on the get on the, the fucking sauce. juice. Yeah, yeah. I'd just get juicy as fuck. Like you may as well go the whole way. If you if you got low test, then ain't coming back up. Yeah. Fucking go. For it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, get on the Would get on the fucking everything in the next five to ten years. Probably not. Why? It's just CBA. <laughs> I just can't. I just don't care that much. Yeah, yeah. I just don't care that much. If I, like, let's say I had nothing going for me, like. Let's yeah, be real. You, if got, I, you got an economics degree, man. I have a, I have a degree. <laughs> I have a degree. I don't need this. <laughs> I don't need this at all. I'm just doing this as a hobby, and it's gotten far out of hand. But yeah, like, get on the juice. <laughs> yeah, yeah. maybe if I didn't have my degree, I'd get on the juice. I'd be on the juice right now, but I'd probably be less, less wholesome and balanced if I if I didn't have my degree. I'm so fucking wholesome, <laughs> Hovis, bro. I think like if people are thinking about getting on the fucking sauce, just do it, like do it properly speak yeah. to a proper get your blood panels done see where you're at and then speak to a proper power lifter speak to a proper power lifter a proper bodybuilder bro science <laughs> right, speak to an endocrinologist look at like to be honest you have to do a lot of research uh, like by yourself too like more that like it's good that more plates more dates exists because he's putting out a lot of good content check mm. out more plates more dates shout out to him um and some of the podcasts and some of the other people that he talks about like in america he runs a company called Maric health where he, he teams up with like other doctors and endocrinologists and you could go to Marik Health. Hey, I want to get my blood done. I'm thinking about getting on growth hormone or whatever drugs. And that collective health health service Tells you will what help to do. you do that. They'll be like, okay, cool. Like, this is how you should do it. Here's the program for you. Let's get you like back to, back on track or yeah. let's get you to the performance that you want, want to get to. There's quite a few of those, isn't there? Pretty sure there's one called Ways Too Well. Yeah, yeah. That's the is one that, Gordon and... Uh, <laughs> Joe Rogan I mean, about. yeah, I know they use it for whatever gut health or Gordon does, but I'm sure it doesn't stop at probiotics. It's called functional medicine. Yeah, function. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, functional, functional medicine makes you lift more. Yeah, but if you that's 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 a serious con, like consideration. Like rather than just being a bro and jack, buying a fucking forty dollar vial of juice from uh, Roadman steroids or peptides.com you can do you can you can get if you live in the uk you can get you can literally buy a trembolone on the internet yeah you can buy like it's cost like 20 40 quid 
Should we try it? We yeah. could try it just for a day and see what happens. Would you feel anything in a day? Uh, I wouldn't want to train? do that, man. I, I, just I one day. What happens? Well, your balls switch off and you got to do this whole fucking anti... One day? I don't know. I don't have the answer. I should know. It'd day. be fun to see, though. Is there any steroid that you can just take for one day? And it makes you huge. And <laughs> Not necessarily, but you feel it in one day. Like I guess that's just coke, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> it's just, cocaine. Just get on the bags. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah, you'll feel great for that day. <laughs> no doubt. All right, um, then. So, yeah, back to juggernaut training, finishing that. Yeah, ch- check out Chad, Chad, Chad Wesley Smith, BJJ training. It's good stuff. Um, it's very similar to the stuff we talk about. I based a lot of stuff. Um, programming and strength and conditioning content around his style of training, same from Mike Rizzatel, from Renaissance Periodization. Um, yeah, I like Chad Wilson. I think juggernaut training is a, a solid system uh, of training, training methods. Shout out Chad. Chad McQueen. Chad McQueen. Chad is like a, you know, a Chad, isn't it? That's the thing. He Maybe. doesn't look too chatty. He's, a f- he's like fucking huge. He's probably like 140 kgs, 150 yeah. kgs. Fuck. Big fat cum. Yeah, big unit. That's a lot of units of kg. Bro. All right then. Body lock past the fence. Body lock past the fence. You can do that reverse Z guard or Z if you're living in England. Uh, <laughs> and you can do butterfly sweeps. I also saw one that some people in Rogers were doing. I don't, I don't know who the fuck showed them this, but I was locking my body lock. Okay, obviously just pushing someone in the face really hard. But if, if you don't want to do that... They were like holding my hands from above their their hips and then they do a bridge and like push my hands below their hips and then they, they were able to do like a shrimping sort of kipping thing to get their legs free. Fair play. Yeah, that was pretty interesting. I showed them that. Fair play. Yeah, good of you. What did you find it? Just made it up. Just made it up. Man. Just made it up. Ayahuasca <laughs> <laughs> trip and it just went well. Had one thought the whole time. So, so they've got the, the body lock... You yeah, like over your hip, and yeah. they do like it was actually little Joe that did it. He like double grip on the wrist, and he did a bridge and like pushed my hands past his past his ass. So I'm body locking below the legs, and yeah, then he just shrimped his ass out. Shout out little Joe. Shout out little Joe. He's fucking good. He's fucking good. good yeah, yeah, good, good techers. Yeah, so sneaky. That's the, so that's one of the fences. What yeah, one of the fences. Another one is reverse Z guard, where you like bring both your knees to one side of their body. Kind of like you give them a side body lock. You give up a side body lock. Then you get an over back, like lat grip. And then you can either heist or you can try and sweep them over like the the butterfly sweep over the top. Nice. Yeah, watch a bit of Craig. Craig does it well. And then other than that, just normal butterfly sweeps. Other than that, getting like your shoulders under them. So if you can like, if you can go onto your side and curl up and try and sneak one of your shoulders like under their shoulders, Basically, get their head past your head, then the body lock's gone. That's what I like to do. Like, if you were going to bait like a body lock. Guard. Yeah, guard. yeah, exactly. Yeah, make them make them lock the body lock, like, high up, and then you can kind of dip your shoulder uh, under their shoulders, and then they they fall off the top, and then you can attack the legs. Uh, yeah. Don't get put in a body lock as well. Like, there's not really any benefit to letting someone body lock you. Zero. Yeah, you just get tired uh, hip flexors defending it, to be honest, unless yeah. you go for the reverse Z guard, but then I think you're giving them more... Space. You're giving them more play, yeah. If like, if you're good at it, then fine. You can count on more. It's more risk, but also you're definitely giving them more play. And like, I would say it's a good position to have a body lock. So you're better off just avoiding giving body locks. If you keep getting caught in body locks, gotta keep your knees higher to your chest. Have to keep your elbow in line with your hip and shoulder, and that will prevent the uh, the body lock. Yeah, prevent the body lock from coming over. 
like it can go over two arms but that's not so bad or maybe it'll go over like one arm and it'll be on the wrong side you know you gotta have if you have one over the top of the arm it tends to be have to be on the side that you're passing to if you have a body lock with like an overhook arm on the on the other side of your head yeah then you kind of need you kind of need to pummel that hand in or pass to the opposite side what was Gordon Ryan doing against Nicky Rod? He kept having that butterfly hook in, right? Be yeah, he, well, he's changing between either elbow position yeah. whilst he switches his, uh, or like a frame whilst he, sh- whilst he goes butterfly hook, yeah. or if he hasn't got the frame in and he's like pushing arms across, then he was going for like a knee shield and that sort of stuff. So yeah, never just, just never allowing them to actually get a, a full body lock. Like, and anyone who's any good is not going to lock a body lock like over your tricep because obviously it, it, that's just a bad they're just giving you an underhook basically yeah yeah cool Nicky that was Rod. a good good cue yeah Nicky Rod I'm trying to think who's like is there any like matches that I've watched where like Felipe Pena the body lock defense is really good ah uh, Gordon Gordon Nicky Rod no yeah but he didn't even let him get a body lock really yeah. he let him get like shallow entries on a body lock there's there's our boy Shorthead Jake aka less impressed more involved he did a study on Gordon versus uh, Nicky Rod, and he was talking about how Gordon like prevented the body lock and all that sort of stuff. Yeah, that's what I watched. Yeah, so that's good. That's good to watch. But it wasn't like he's in a body lock, and here's a study of me escaping it. It's him like, stopping the body lock. Yeah, it's him like preventing it, or maybe he gets it for a second, but it's not quite settled, and then he tips him left and right. It's, it's not. He didn't get enough goes at a body lock for it to be like a comprehensive study on how to defend the body lock. Fair. Yeah, and that is that. Mikey Lock. Uh, so looks like Mikey. Yeah, it doesn't doesn't look like an L. Uh, so yeah, I would use it like like reverse K guard. What is the Mikey lock? Mikey lock is like a heel hook basically, but instead of wedging the toes between your tricep and your lap, you wedge the toes between the back of your neck and your shoulder, and the heel. We've done this now. Yeah, yeah, we've done this. You can do a, a couple grips on the heel. The one that he shows is like really supporting naked. the heel with the outside hand, and then your other hand reaches all the way over and catches their toes and you like twist the toes around like a rear naked yeah kind of yeah like a rear naked but i don't know it's it's not the same mechanics as a rear naked because you actually pull in their toes with that hand and you're trapping their toes i don't think it's as easy to get in most positions as a heel hook i think it's actually harder to get someone's toes trapped behind your head than trapped in your lap Mm. i think that's that's harder but on a plus side it's much harder for them to cross their legs because their leg is like too far away for them to like effectively cross it's harder for them to pull their toes into their butt but yeah it's way harder because you've got both legs collected yeah you might not have both right but you just have one and it's kind of straightened out so like they can't really hand fight and pull their leg in tight they can't like shuffle their leg because it's straight Mm. like the knee the arm is if you compare it to an arm it's like i don't know if the arm's straight it's going to be a bit easier to like bend the wrist maybe yeah that's i don't know that's how you can think about it but yeah like I will use it if I'm doing like K guard or like reverse K guard. Anytime where I have the foot up on my shoulder already and my partner's hands are on the floor or like they're facing away from me, that's when I'll do it. But if their hands aren't on the floor or they're facing towards me, it's going to be pretty difficult to hit a Mikey lock, I think. Uh, what are some good matches where Mikey hits his lock, Mikey lock? He hits it on that guy that whose leg he fucked up the other day. Oh, he fucked that guy's leg up. What, what was that, that guy's guy a hero, bro. That guy's really sick. He didn't tap at all. He didn't nah. even look like he was in that much pain. Nah, he's just really, really hard. Broke everything in his leg. <laughs> yeah. MCL, MCL, PCL. Yeah. For what? For, For what? You weren't going to win. You weren't going to get the 50K. 
He like, wasn't even close. Like, what, what, like, also, where do you go from that? Yeah, so, so like, say, yeah. like, you get out of that. Say, Mikey just goes, okay, I give up and I've broken everything in your leg. You yeah. can't use that leg at all. Yeah. At all. It's done. He was walking, though. It's like unbelievable that he was actually walking post that. Yeah. Right. The adrenaline must have just been so high. Like, just relax. It's like, oh it's nothing is worth God. 12 months of being disabled. 12 months. Potentially more, and then also huge increased risk risk of just doing it again, and also mm. doing the other leg. Basically, you fucked your leg up so bad. Legs, it's legs. It's, yeah, you fucked your legs up. They're never going to be the same again. Yeah, never. Yeah, they say like six to twelve months, but it's, it's tw- not. <laughs> it's not. It could be six to twelve months for an ACL on its own, couldn't it? And then you've got and and also the rehab's going to be that, that much. Up, didn't he? Did you see that? <laughs> Dr. Kickass, mm. he's got an Instagram account and he, um, oh yeah, yeah, I've seen that. Yeah, see yeah, that? yeah, I've seen yeah, that. Yeah. Then he puts up research studies about ACL mm. recovery times and it's mm. like literally 12 months. Yeah, it's 12 months. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, of course. And, uh, and like, that's if you're not even planning on training, like imagine after that 12 months, you're not going straight back in hard. You're probably going like pretty, pretty easy settling in. There's a whole return to sports protocol. Hmm. Which, yeah. shout out Plus Pliers, which I did yesterday. But so, this plyometric um, return to sports protocols. But then it's fucked. It's like, even 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 when you return to sport, the chance of you injuring the other leg is goes up by like 50%. How can you even rehab it though? There's nothing to, there's nothing to work off of. You yeah. know what I mean? He's going to yeah. come out of surgery with like no muscles and <laughs> no ligaments, or he's yeah, not going to do surgery. You got to build it from the ground up again. You get surgery and then build, like literally just build from the ground up. Introduce hopping, introduce like landing, like get the muscles strong. Like say like if you fuck your leg up and like even just working on a leg extension with no weight, doing like um, yeah. like a, like fifty reps of that two three times a day. You just you're getting you're, you're, yeah you're you're doing something. You're yeah. doing something. You're gonna get, you're gonna get stimulus, especially when it comes from zero, yeah. and then they gradually. I guess it will just heal. Yeah, ish just, on its own. But the more you do, the the stronger it gets. Would, the would they all heal at the same time? Let's say you injured your ACL and PCL and, MC, and, MC. and everything. Yeah, would it take the same amount of time to heal all of them as it would to take to heal just one of them? I don't know. It, it would it t- just it'd take fucking ages, man. We should get a doctor on the podcast and just ask him loads of medical we actually questions. Should. We, we should get um, Dr. Kickass on. Oh, yeah. That'd be a good shout. Yeah, come on in. I'll send him a message. Let's message him. In uh, fact, we can get some get some questions and just mess with <laughs> fucking this thing. <laughs> what are you doing? I'm just trying to... It's, it's wobbling. Just, just face it this way. Yeah, all right. <laughs> it's, it's wobbling a bit. It's intimidating. Oh. Flapping about in front of me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> too close to home yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah so uh, we'll get anyway we'll get um kick yeah. ass on yeah we'll get yeah any doctor really we just want to ask kick him these questions and have him, have him put his career on the line by answering us stupid questions alright then podcast is blowing up man people people know people know about him people know now I get stopped all the time <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Aren't you that guy from Crime Watch? <laughs> 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 all right, face choking etiquette. Well, we all know what I think about this. Choke away. No etiquette. There's no etiquette. Although these some days, really salty. these days I'm wondering. Yeah, some people Fucking get salty. Some people who who they, you can tell they felt it was cheap, and I'm like, it ain't cheap, bitch. It's a fucking move. It's not cheap. Well, <laughs> it is cheap, but only because you made it so easy. Like it's not it's not easy to face choke people, right? If you face choke, they just double elbow, they just double thumb post in your elbow, 
I watched a nice Giancarlo video yesterday. Shout out Giancarlo Bodoni. Uh, <laughs> Mate, he's your arch nemesis. Yeah, he, not really. He has got some good details though. Uh, how he finished? How he finished Hulk? Right. So what he's saying about like swimming the, in fact so Big Dave was telling me that Roger reckons that it's better not to face choke and it's better to like swim under the neck so I was like okay well Roger's probably been on people's back like far more than me and he like experiments and shit on his own so he's obviously figured out like some of the best methods and so Big Dave said that Roger said that it was best to start swimming under the neck and it kind of makes sense because when you swim under the neck they kind of track it then they put their chin back central and then you can get a good ish face choke grip and then maybe like they tuck their chin and shoulders really high and you can't really punch the other hand through. And you've already got purchase there. Yeah, but you've got purchase on their neck. Then Giancarlo was saying to like lift and twist their neck and then pummel the other hand all the way through and so on until you get all the way under their neck. And then one version of that was like, let's say you lift their neck and they're pulling your hand away. You're losing this grip. You like pulled the chin up and then punched his other hand through. Ah. And he did that to Barbosa. So that's real good. If you can lock a body triangle, if your legs are long enough to lock, a, I don't think it works without a body triangle, not gonna lie, but you need a body triangle and then you could just fucking swim your hands into their face and like, I guess if it's competition, you can basically just fucking punch them in the face. Yeah, yeah. Like, keep, with, keep going. With your thumb, you can just punch them in the face practically and get that, get that penetration we all, so. Deeply desire. So, yeah, so, so wish for, covet, if you will. Little Joe does that. He's constantly swimming. He's got he's got little hands as well. Yeah, little Joe, Joe little hands. Little Joe's like sixty kgs, and like if he's on your back, he's just gonna keep swimming. He just yeah. keep getting his hands in. And yeah, eventually he's gonna fucking get there. I, I don't think that's enough though. I think I think that chin lifting detail is is the so, the cherry on top. Yeah, uh, yeah. Nah, nah. Here you get a shit crouch, and their chin is down. They pull your hand away. You're losing this grip. You're losing the grip. You lift their chin up like that with your fingertips, like digging into that that jawbone, Got it. pull it up and then your other hand shoots through enough that you can get like an actual grip on their neck. Now they can't shrug because your forearm's wedged under their chin. So they can't shrug to get their, you know, to push your elbow up and then you can just either, you know, wrist grip or whatever, any sort of grip to finish them. You could even just keep that grip and if you can keep fighting hands off and get head position, you can finish them. We'll one nice, arm. We've we'll got a nice video on that. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, Giancarlo's got one already. I actually recorded it on my phone, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> great what a man we'll make that into a nice yeah. little reel it's nice to see that he's got some really good techniques though if it makes you feel less bad about losing <laughs> <laughs> yeah imagine it was shit imagine it was just like <laughs> yeah. just believe yeah okay so yeah no etiquette on face choking but not necessarily the best thing to do I feel like it's just it's just another another weapon if it's there go for it if it's there take it yeah if it's if it's not there you gotta do something to make it there or you gotta go some other route trapping arms whatever fair play yeah just yeah. the more weapons at the disposal the better also cause I think back is quite like it's quite obvious I mean yeah you're obviously either gonna go for the neck or if you try and transition off let's say you're trying to get like a oh, triangle yeah then you're going to need a Kimura grip. So then the back, the choke becomes unavailable and it becomes obvious you're getting a triangle or armbar. So right, right. It is obvious. The yeah. intentions are obvious. Yeah, the intentions are slightly obvious. It's just that you're so dominant that you can always like return back and keep pressuring them. So that's why this like water torture of punching your hands through and lifting their chin like works very well. It's, uh, it's less tiring, I think, than supporting someone's body weight with your underhook as well. Like he's using the face grips to force people to turn and not like slip their shoulders too well. You know, if you try and slip your shoulders and someone has good chest to back connection and they have a face grip, you're basically going to get subbed. So it increases the, you know, increases the stakes. Real nice details. Thank you, Jean.
Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, what would I do differently against Wagner slash Bodoni? Shout out Giancarlo. Shout out Gian. Okay. Against Wagner, I would switch to the reverse grip and I would continue twisting the leg. I felt like once I got the grip, I was like, I just sold out and I was like, yeah, fuck it. Like no one doesn't tap to an inside heel hook. He didn't. And he didn't. Yeah, yeah. fair play. Like I didn't think that was really physically possible. So now I know that's my mistake. And then I also would have wrestled up had I known how, that he couldn't walk. That would have been a good <laughs> good tactic. Yeah. Wrestling. He'd be hopping. I'd be wrestling. Maybe I could get a single leg on his good leg and then what? He's bouncing away and on he's, the bad he's not bouncing he's just sitting down Fun I guess limit. at that yeah. point then that's a sweep two points yeah two, two points, points. avantage you, you could have had some medals man yeah that's alright who needs medals who needs fame and fortune <laughs> I wish I had fame and fortune <laughs> <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> and against Bodoni well that's a bit more tricky against Bodoni well I obviously wouldn't have been so sloppy with my leg positioning or cavalier those are obviously my two main failures. Downfalls. Yeah. I think uh I think being a bit more confident and giving giving a bit more equal <laughs> leg position would have been nice. But you see right now he's downright sloppy. Yeah. <laughs> Just becoming downright sloppy. Downright. Yeah. So hmm, I like maybe would have threatened to come up a bit more, but again it wasn't even points points at that at that time. It, it was nearing points, but it wasn't quite points. Uh and yeah, just improve my like saddle and 50 50 like yeah just just continue working on that because he's obviously been working on it with the best people so they cut out all the bullshit and they just go to the best like the best attacks and defenses so yeah it's quite easy once once you spar with someone who's like ex with people who are always extremely good like i reckon everyone in in their team is like really good at attacking legs and they will attack legs whereas when i, f I feel like when i train people don't really attack legs on me that much like because they know they're going to lose. Yeah, maybe it's that. Yeah, maybe it's because I'm training more at Rogers now as well. Like people don't don't like the leg locks too much there. But yeah, like people go for my legs and I'll just toe point and they won't have any follow up. So mm. yeah, probably got to start. I don't know. Do do a bit more specifics on saddle, which which I, I'm just entering saddle more. I'm also I've also improved like my saddle finishing since then as well. I feel like I'm I've got more directions to attack from. Yeah. So that's good. Yeah, in incorporating like straight foot locks as well. That all helps. And then like when you've got two legs finishing from there, I was watching some some B-team videos. Saw Nicky Ryan do a nice, uh, a nice transition from saddle to double 50 and catch the heel on, what's his name? J-Rod. Yeah. So yeah, and if it works on J-Rod, like the guy's wriggly it, and, and it was very controlled. It seemed like... There was nowhere J-Rod could go. He was trying to toe point and turn, but he was essentially just watching and then Nicky caught the heel. Sick. And yeah, yeah. so that's that's what I've been trying to do now when I've got two legs. That's a good question. Like if you don't have people who are putting you into dangerous positions in these in these yeah. uh, saddle or footlock scenarios, yeah. how do you actually get better at that? Well, yeah, you got to put yourself in danger. To be fair, people are always trying that fucking toe hold on me now though. I feel, I feel like people try to toe hold on they never used to try it on me and now they try it on me all the time because I guess they've got confirmation that it worked on me but now I'm now I'm not fucking around I just straighten my leg and lose the position but I, I also I guess they're not stomping on my far leg before they do it so I, I'm able to just like turn if they start to set it up uh, yeah people start to do that corkscrew toe hold a lot on me recently and I think it's because they, they must watch, have yeah, they, watching tape. they know that, that I'm susceptible to it now yeah. To be fair, the times I've had my my shit broken in competitions has all been toeholds. Really? This has all been toeholds. Yeah. Lloyd Cooper popped my foot in the toehold when my uh, knee wasn't feeling good, 
and Giancarlo popped my foot in a toe hold. Yeah, obviously there. And my knee wasn't feeling good either, to be fair. It was feeling pretty good, but not like 100. So yeah, maybe that was a... This is your Achilles heel, man. Yeah, but I have super flexible feet, so just I'm just a fool. Just, <laughs> just an idiot. Just a lazy fool. That's the moral. So differently against Bordoni, what would you have done? Uh, improve the saddle, improve the... Yeah, just just would have would have let go of his leg a bit early. I mean, that's uh, don't stay in the pocket for too long. Uh, yeah, that's it, really. Like, I basically made one mistake for a long period of time against Bodoni, which was ho- holding onto his leg for too long and got caught. Also, yeah, maybe I don't know. Like, if it's even worth tapping once your leg's broken, uh, like, like he popped my leg. Yeah, I feel like after it's popped, that's, that's it. Really, isn't like it's. It could maybe pop more, but it was basically elbow to hip and all out of range. I, I should have just maybe continued from there, but it was fucking painful. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, uh, it can break pretty bad, no? Yeah, it, well, it broke my foot, but I don't think it can break your knee that badly. Right. Like, with 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 that, like, I feel like you don't have that much range on it, really. Like, once, you, once you're fully side crunched and your elbow's crunched to your hip, that's it, really. And that, that's, I feel like, where my toe got to. But yeah, just saying don't tap is not, not really... Not really how to improve. Probably, yeah, from no, saddle. That's what you would have done differently, potentially. Not to yeah, maybe, yeah. It'll be a bit more... But then you still have to do your next fights with a fucked up leg and it's not really... Which you did anyway. Yeah, which I did anyway. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. True that. True that. Yeah. And I'd other like than that, see that run back. Yeah, that'd be interesting. That'd be a good rematch. Yeah, I might try to wrestle a bit more as well. I feel like I don't do any wrestling competitions because it seems just like too chaotic and exhausting. But I don't think... I don't think my wrestling's bad. I just think I've avoided doing it because guard is a lot cheaper and you can leg lock easier. Mm. I might go back to my wrestling, my wrestling yeah, roots, yeah. my judo roots. <laughs> shout out. Start judo. I started out in judo, yeah. That's what I mean. Sorry, shout out. Judo. Oh, shout out judo, yeah, yeah. Shout <laughs> out judo. Get some good hip thrusts. Judo in Swedish. Foot sweeps. Yeah. You fuck up Christian Elsbeck in judo. In judo? Yeah. I haven't actually sparred with him in the gi. I, I was thinking about it the other day, like what would Christian's stand-up be like if we actually had a gi on but are we talking judo judo rules where you can't grab the legs or are we talking judo just sambo yeah or well, sambo yeah just single leg him as usual i guess <laughs> <laughs> well he just lets me get a single leg every time and he, he's he's happy to admit it because most people who'll get a single leg then he'll turn and uchimata them or he'll turn and haragoshi them or something right or he'll just rip his leg out or baby rhino will take him down <laughs> shout out baby rhino on that one but yeah for me i'm just like i've done judo so i'm well aware of all the foot sweeps i just stay in a crouch posture so he can't foot sweep me and then and and yeah and like he'll just stand up super tall like that so either i'll just go single leg if i'm if i've got energy or if i just want to like pull his head down then i'll just go the old lubasans two hands on the top of the head and just pull his head down until i can get an underhook and then from the underhook it should be all right again like with judo guys, they they want you to chase them, oh. right? In judo, when you when you're doing judo, if you just push into someone, you're gonna get fucked. Like that was like the number one thing. If someone started when I was a child yeah. and they grab you and push into you, be like, oh, I'm gonna send this cunt. <laughs> <laughs> this cunt is gonna go flying until they learn to be negative, and then you've got to do like bullshit little foot sweeps and stuff like that. So oh. when people are negative, you can like pull them down, and as they pull up, you go foot sweep. So when I'm negative on Christian, I just go head down. He pulls down. I just won't pull back up. I'll just go for the legs because I don't want to get foot swept. I will never let him take me down. 
No, not not to this day. Maybe soon he'll get me. He's been, he's been very close. He's foot. He's he's almost foot swept me. He's foot swept me to a hand, for example. Ah, okay. But not to a not That's to an so ippon. So if someone push, so if someone pushes into you in judo, you go, I'm gonna fucking send. This yeah, guy. you're gonna send the cunt. Yeah, yeah, of course. So yeah. I, so this is a good question. So if against judo guys, no gear, stand up. Because I just watch Christian. He fucks up everyone, um, <laughs> except for me. And the and the stand up at RGA. I mean, Obviously, what's the talent pool at RGA? But he's, he fucks up a lot of people in the feet. Yeah. What do you what what do you do uh, against the judo guys? No gi. What's the just best? single leg. Just a single leg. Just single leg. Yeah. Well, it depends. Like, because because the way Christian does, the, it's it's not negative necessarily. He doesn't like when I call it negative, but he's not giving them any other option but to single leg. Yeah. So if you don't just take the single leg, you're an idiot. And the way he defends the single leg is like by swinging his leg left and right and trying to like parry your hands away but if you just go a bit faster and actually get a grip on his leg he doesn't have much follow-up from there and if you lift his leg off the floor he doesn't tend to grab your wrist and defend the ankle pick (laughs) so you can just ankle pick him and once you've ankle picked him he'll try to run away but that doesn't really work that well so like you know you've got got like a nice grip on one side go for the other side to ankle pick or no as in like you sit in front of him, he goes right foot and hip forward and just waits for you to attack the single leg and he tries to like parry your hands out of the way and move his leg out of the way. But if you just go a bit faster and get an actual grip on his leg, now he can't move your hand and he can't move his leg. Yeah. Then you just walk at him until his leg lifts off the floor. And once his leg lifts off the floor, you've got normal single, good head position, right? His defense tends to be to like basically try and rip his leg out. Yeah. And, uh, and most people, they don't understand like how the run the pipe works, right? Run the pipe doesn't work if their weight's off of you i.e if their weight's on the back leg so the leg that you haven't got and you run the pipe they're just going to be hopping on their back leg and looking at you like you're an idiot so if their weight's on the back leg it means they're not hand fighting with you so you can just attack the sink the single uh sorry the ankle pick or and when i say ankle pick i mean just slide down from from his knee to to the ankle and lift it it's not necessarily Uh, like you're reaching for an ankle pick you just switch to holding the ankle and the other one that i'm sure people do a lot of right is they'll run the pipe and then they'll go to the body lock but there'll be too much disconnection between him and them so when they go for the body lock they're chasing like this and then you're chasing christian and you get sent (laughs) <laughs> and you get sent again you're chasing him and you get to, yeah 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 because yeah, yeah. you're chasing Cause, him so you get the single leg then they're like oh go for the body log and yeah you, you're just you're getting yeah. tight to him and he like, just goes Boof. they don't run the pipe hard enough to get his hips close enough to get the body lock tight with their hips engaged right like the defense to the judo throws is not to bring your hips far away because then your posture gets bent over even more then the defense sent. is to up the ante and drive into them with your hip and lift them off the floor oh, coming close and tight. Yeah, yeah yeah if you're if you're close they don't really have range to drop their hips like under your hips you want to get your hips in so tight that you can kind of sneak under their hips and lift them up so or you, you can send them yeah or if you get like if you have like a really long body lock you're not pressuring their ribs but if you have a tight body lock you just pull in and use your head position to bend them over that's it it's done but even that like most of the time guys don't grab your wrist when you're on a single leg just catch the ankle pick lift their leg up it's done and yeah and yeah once their legs up in the air you can foot sweep them you can just run at them most of the time they'll fall over just many ways to get it done don't get scissor swept yeah, he's, yeah. He don't get scissors swept. No, don't get scissors swept. That's the one thing they could do. As you ankle pick, they can do it. Go for a scissor sweep. But as long as you're I've aware of that, that, yeah, there you go. Yeah, he, he's got a little highlight. He says it's the best jujitsu highlight of all. I've seen that. Yeah, yeah. He said it's his, the best ever jujitsu highlight in ever, and it's a fact. <laughs> he only speaks facts. It's a fact. On that point, Christian Osbeck. What is the Christian Osbeck 
Valencia Mensa meme. That's what it reads. So it's not exactly a meme so much as it's fact. a truth. It's his truth. Christian used to play for Valencia FC, the football club. Uh, Professionally. Yeah, he was a pro. Wow. Yeah, really impressive. Anyway, he doesn't like to talk about it too much. That's all the detail he gives. And the other one was Mensa. Funny story you should know about him. He's actually really, really clever. (laughs) He's actually really intelligent. It's it's really funny. Anyway, so he's so clever that he got into Mensa. (laughs) That's the story. And MI15. Yeah, MI5. yeah, MI15. MI5. <laughs> yeah. You wouldn't know about it. You, you, <laughs> they wouldn't tell you about that. So, so. <laughs> the MI5 one, that's it. The but more been, time you spend with Christian, the more time you, you, the more you understand that he only speaks truth. Yeah, it's only facts. It's his fact. His personal Shout fact. Shout out MI5, man. Valencia, Mensa, and there's one more as well. Olympia. He is Greek, to be fair, but... Olympiakos? He, he has an, an Olympic level... That's Freddie. He has an Olympic level <laughs> foot sweep. <laughs> and I quote, wow. Olympic level. What does that mean? <clears throat> what does that mean? Does that mean what does that mean to me and you? You went to the Olympics? Yeah. The first Olympics. With, of you know, <laughs> Zeus and the man... <laughs> Zeus and the, the mandem. Okay. Okay. He's yeah. in about ten minute segment though. Yeah, yeah, that was a good segment though. All right. And fighting tips. We're getting him on soon. Yeah. If him, he'll have him, us. Him if, we can, if he'll have us. If yeah. we can raise enough money <laughs> <laughs> to get an ex Valencia player on, we'll we'll get him on just as a treat for the that's, for you guys. That's gonna be a fun podcast. Freddie Daddy Stress, Chris Nelsback. Put a face to the name. Fre- yeah. Freddie Daddy Stress did actually go to Olympiacos, didn't he? He did, yeah. He's yeah, actually yeah. a professional football Wow. Wow. It's so mad that we'll have two pros in the room with us at the same time. <laughs> Crazy. Let's Can't wait. All right, That's cool. going to be a good podcast. <laughs> Hand fighting tips. <laughs> That's quite a broad question, but I thought I'd write it. I thought I'd think of something by the time we got to it. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's a very broad Here's question, it. isn't it? So give me a hand. Like, obviously, you've got, the, you've got the mercy there. I have inside position. Yeah. You see, I'm going to win. Oh, no, you have inside position. Sorry. But this is the mercy grips. But that aside, some of the stuff that you're showing, grabbing here. It's not that. It's not. It's grabbing here, lad. Uh, you got to grab their, their fingers or their hands, and then you should make a fist and grab my thumb. Yeah, like that, so I can't retract the hand quickly enough for right, wrestling. Right. And then I can start grabbing other yeah. stuff. And the mercy grips, shout out my friend Kirk, ninjutsu guy. If you have it, I'm not going to show this, fuck that. You don't deserve that because it's my technique. (laughs) (laughs) Nah, you can shout me for a private if you want that one. That's uh, that's not coming for free. Basically how to win mercy grips. £100 an hour. I don't have any time. (laughs) 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 Hand fight. Watch Eddie Cummings. Watch Eddie Cummings online uh, on YouTube for hand fighting. Not for mercy grips. No, that's uh, that's ninjutsu. That's £100. That's that's, that's more than £100. I don't have time. Uh, Eddie Cummings has like some of the best hand fighting of all time like very like very methodical but also sharp and sticky other hand other good hand fighting like i'd say that's more for like seated butterfly guard if you're playing like half butterfly guard the hand fighting's got to be a bit more involved with your leg fighting if that makes sense like your leg and hands have to coordinate a bit more whereas when you're playing just like normal butterfly guard i guess both your feet are always going to be tucked in or like stepped on the hips and that mm. sort of stuff uh 
Yeah, it's a good question. Like how to actually like what to watch or whatever to improve at hand fighting. Yeah. Also, what stage of like from standing, from half guard, from yeah, yeah. It's all very different, isn't it? Like the hand fighting in wrestling is not the same as the like. There's crossover, and there's some things that you can take from wrestling hand fighting that will that like stand up fighting that you're using jujitsu. But for the most part, it's it's pretty separate. They're like, mm. but that said, like obviously the actual gripping will be the same. Like if you take a grip on the elbow joint in wrestling and jujitsu, it will basically be the same. Yeah. If you take an underhook in jiu-jitsu and wrestling you can do like a shallow underhook on the shoulder or you can do like a tight waist sort of underhook so mm. the grips are the same but in terms of the grip fighting I'm trying to think like some tips would be like colliding grips together rather than like let's say you're grip fighting if you win a grip and it's like far out of the center line it's going to tend to be much harder for you to hold on to than if it's close to the center line you know, and you've also got to think which way your thumb and middle finger are going to be pointing. Like that's always the, the way they're going to break the grip. And yeah, towards the thumb. Yeah. yeah, just in that gap there. So wherever that gap is, you can assume that's where they're going to, their hand's going to have to go for a brief mm -hmm. second. So you can use that like expected reaction to get follow-ups. Another one is using your partner's grip. Like you, they do that a lot in wrestling. I'm using it in jiu-jitsu, jiu especially like playing shin on shin and stuff like that. If people are grabbing my wrist, yeah. I'll use that as an off balance and then go for the legs. So yeah. That's a, yeah, hard to just give tips on hand fighting given that it's like a whole. You've given pretty good tips. So, so yeah. go watch Eddie Cummings hand fighting. Yeah. Get like, just watch some wrestlers hand, like Russian wrestlers hand fighting. Sit alive. Yeah, don't, don't know, don't know about his, I don't know if he's going to hand fight. Watch some of the lighter guys he hand fighting. Hand fight. He's got fucking he, just big clubs. Yeah. He'll just, he'll just do anything regardless. Yeah. yeah. It's not, it's not really the same. Uh, obviously watch, watch some Gordon hand fighting. Like if you watch, watch some of Gordon's more boring matches, like the Marcus Bouchesha ones, they tend to be very like hand fighting heavy. Yeah. And that's where you can kind of see what, what he's trying to do, what, like when it works. And then you can just like, even if you don't see what works, you can just try it on people that it will probably work on. Mm -hmm. And then you can see what he was going for and practice it from there. If, if you do, even if you don't know what the context is. Yeah. Yeah. Watching, watching practice. Watch yeah. Him do yeah trying to think who else is really good hand fighting that's about it though really like the ones the most notable ones to me eddie cummings and gordon ryan mm. and yeah hand fighting's key like yeah hand fighting's very key sylvie's got very good wrestling hand fighting fucking exhausting this is making you think just giving giving you the react trying to get people to give you the reactions that you want yeah and just like so i guess in wrestling the hand fighting is to like actually pressure and tire them out and give you angle and and you know and like if someone grabs you some it's actually tiring for them to grab you yeah like for them to have your grip and you to not just like completely loosen the grip and give them everything you have to have a bit of tension in the grip and it tires you out or yeah, like yeah. collar ties and all that stuff exhausting and they start like you said they start they start turning you yeah they start building off the grip yeah exposes angles. yeah exposed and then jujitsu the hand fighting like for me it's like bottom play is, is where it's most important right you do your hand fighting from like guard in order to get to legs or like elevations and that sort of stuff but i think there's more to be done on hand fighting from top right there's probably a lot a lot of sequences where you're passing like gordon has a couple in his top half guard instructional where he's using it to get to the over back grip but like specific hand fighting like they're, they're framing you grabbing the wrist pulling the wrist yeah. across and i see some uh some videos of gordon in warm-up areas where they're doing like hand fighting drills like let's say you have my wrist here uh, that, that arm and he just he just does like a pass off for example, and then and then he's safe to step 
a bit to one angle uh, and then it will make the person square up and then you can maybe switch grips and go to the other angle i didn't see all the rest of that i just saw the initial hand fighting bit but yeah hand fighting from top just to negate grips and make you safer angles. as you go in yeah that I, makes sense yeah. to like grab one side then you know that for like he can't put his butt they can't they can't grab again yeah so you, they, you can overexpose your leg to that side because you know that you're safe from that and it's same with like if you're wrestling let's say you have a hand grip you can fake quite deep on a leg on the opposite side because you know you're not going to get front headlock because you have the wrist so you can always have a limp arm or like whatever take an underhook or yeah anything basically as long as you as long as you know you have that hand that hand there safe you're able to expose yourself a bit more so that's basically the point of hand fighting for me is like you negate some of their counters so that you can risk more or you could do like negative hand fighting which is basically like just just breaking grips that are useful to them to save you energy that's a good point yeah you know that you've got someone's hand that you're safe in this position or that you yeah. can go there or you, because yeah. they're, they're not necessarily safe but you know you've got a split second of time yeah. because you've got that grip yeah exactly you have the grip you can do this whilst you don't have the grip you can't do that and the same with head position as well yeah. like the hand will keep you safe on this side of your body maybe your head's on the other side and that's keeping you safe on this side of your body now you have a free arm to work and they have a free arm and you can start like faking and whatever with your free arm and your safe head position and your safe wrist grip so yeah decent question that well Fair done way. whoever Very sent that question. in what a man what a bloke i think i think uh yeah i think that's all the questions we got not gonna lie the rest of them were fucking shit <laughs> stop sending in shit questions <laughs> also if you send in more than five questions please stop we get them we see them we see them we, we see them we're just it's just too many questions that, we see uh, yeah i don't have that much uh, uh my if i read something then something old gets pushed out so i just can't read that many questions we just answer the best ones the we ones answer we the think. best ones also yeah keep, if it's, keep submitting but yeah oh shit uh we did actually have some here's a question here's go on keep, keep talking while I slow, all right so what was i gonna say yeah Keep submitting the oh. questions, but make sure you've oh, actually yeah. watched the other podcasts if you is, want to know this, the this answer to a question. This is actually a live question. Shout out live questions. Oh, wow. <laughs> um, coach, how does one sign up for Owen's classes and school? This is from a legitimate. Is this a legit book. question? Yeah, yeah, yeah. How do we sign go on, up for Go on the website. Go on the website, submissiongrapplingclub.com. Does it have a website? Oh, she hasn't been on a website. They haven't been on a website. Okay. There we go. That's a classic. Right. So, go yeah. on the fucking website. Yeah. If you message me asking for the class times for something that is on the website, in fact, you have to go on the Instagram page. You have to ignore what is already written there to then message me and ask me the class times. You are a cunt. <laughs> you should not do that. <laughs> you should. And to be fair, half of the reason why I just said Monday to Friday, 6 to 9 p.m. is because it's so quick to type. It's actually yeah. quicker for me to say that than to write fuck off or something like that. It's quicker to just write Monday to Friday, 6 to 9 p.m. You can have that templated. Yeah. Oh, I should do that, actually. Yeah. Template. Bang. Yeah. What? Just, dude, this is what I do for my online stuff. This, I have FAQs because if people, people are always going to ask the same questions Yeah. because they didn't read a website or for a reason. Have an FAQ and just have it copy and pasted somewhere so that you, can do, you don't have to get angry about typing it you just have a copy paste ready yeah. bang, bang. i don't actually get angry it's just a very quick monday to friday 6 to 9 p.m done yeah and then link to the website bang yeah yeah so then they have the website yeah but it's already there it's already linked oh. i'll give a i mean I'll, I'll give a quick answer and then if it's more questions more relevant questions then it'll get more and more sarcastic until eventually they're given blocked <laughs> <laughs> well, there we go there we have yeah. the answer go yeah. to owen's website so yeah go, go to the website it. yeah uh, th these are the questions um 
how does reducing how does reducing fiber help in the weight cutting process i heard the opposite okay so if you're eating fiber fiber um it doesn't always get digested and broken down what happens is when you eat a lot of fibrous foods it, it, it pushes down foods and helps helps you basically take a shit this helps like uh, helps you go to the bathroom so what happens is your intestines are fucking massive right they're very very long when you fiber can be stored and you can store food and like volume in your intestines for mm. up to like basically three to five days i don't know the exact exact days around that but let's say like between three to seven days because i don't know the exact so what happens is if you have volume in your guts and intestines that's going to hold weight because it also holds water mm. yeah so if you have lots of fiber in your diet which is a very good thing to do you should have at least 30 grams of fiber a day because it's good for bowel movements um and digestion if you keep eating by reducing the amount of fiber that you're eating that's going to continue to to push out the remaining fiber obviously but when you start reducing once you start reducing that push fiber out. you're not going to have as much volume in your intestines so by yep. reducing that volume you're not you're physically reducing the amount of weight that is in your body yeah. he was we did the thing with that guy and he was specifically talking about water wasn't he yeah but yeah. That's, it's all, oh yeah but, but that's that, that's also fiber because fiber holds onto water as well yeah so that's like, what you're basically saying though, your yeah. shit your shit is water as well yeah was, so yeah. by reducing the amount of content that is in your guts fiber specifically because again like we said that gets held in the intestines that is going to help reduce the overall amount of weight that you're holding yeah yeah so by re yeah. by like let's say week of the fight you start reducing fiber you're still eating vegetables but you go for more low, lower fiber options i've got a bunch of templates that i have on my instagram so if you want to check out the low fiber options go check that out on my highlight stuff um by reducing to a lower fiber option you're going to be like getting rid of that gut content and yeah. effectively reducing more weight yeah it was super interesting what he's saying about water loading and how like a lot of people cut out salt but they ignore the fiber mm -hmm. and like fiber you can get like an easy what did he say one to two percent of your body weight yeah i thought it was more than that i'm pretty sure he said like more than that didn't he well, no he yeah. said he said i did like you can get like a one percent one to two percent uh just by getting rid of the fiber yeah which is a lot which is a lot that's gonna yeah, help that's you. like and by by the way for jiu-jitsu competition same day wins you shouldn't be losing anywhere between like anything more than three percent of your body weight for a jiu-jitsu tournament as mm. we said especially on the week on the week of is that what he was saying yeah because Fair, you're not there late. to make weight you're there to fucking compete yeah yeah you're there to you're there to win yeah and the other question was hard hard sparring on the same days as weight training we discussed that earlier when we yeah. did juggernaut i actually don't mind doing it so much anymore Right. like if i'm if i've done weight training i have to be a bit slower but i actually don't mind training like training hard after weight training anymore oh, i feel yeah. like I'm, i feel like i'm always tired anyway so i can just adjust adjust how hard i train depending yeah. on that exactly if you're going to jiu-jitsu super tired like you can just just adjust the way that you train yeah i always thought it was like oh sport first like yeah sport is first but also the the only reason you're going to fucking lift weights is to get stronger in the gym. And if you're mm. showing up to the gym absolutely fucked and you can't get stronger, you're wasting your time in the gym. Mm. You, should, you should make, you should change th some things around so yeah. that you recover better, so you can lift heavier in the gym yeah. and get better at, at being in the gym. I guess because I can, like, for example, me, I, there's no way I can go for a gym session and not be tired at the end. I'm sure I could do a jiu-jitsu session and just fuck around and, and not be tired. And still learn something. Yeah, and, and still, yeah, get get a couple of details in or whatever. Yeah. But... When you leave the gym with me, like, there's no way you're not going to be tired. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. So... Yeah. Whereas, yeah, jiu-jitsu, I'm, I'm definitely going to be tired. So but maybe better to save my energy for the for the weights. 
Waits. Waits. W-A-T. Yeah. Yeah, boy. Yeah, so that answers that question. Nice. Let's finish it there. That'll do. That'll do. It's Sunday. How do we support the podcast? Okay, let's get into that. How do we support the podcast? We YouTube. Check the show notes below. You know what? We should actually put this at the start of the the podcast. I was looking at some stuff, and they say put put the supporting stuff at the start of videos and then get into it so true obviously that. people if they don't watch the whole podcast which yeah, they're gonna, don't they get to, they're, they're gonna, gonna tune out right now yeah exactly tune out right now it's over it's done it's done like talking to ourselves rate huh just talking to ourselves <laughs> <I> just, <laughs> rate the podcast check the show notes instagram owens bjj fanatics instructionals downright sloppy half butterfly are we gonna do a patreon are you gonna do a patreon uh i haven't done it yet are you done soon we're doing a just the tip though that's basically a free patreon yeah. we've got our youtube channel follow the youtube channel that, we're, yeah, we're gonna watch that yeah yeah we're gonna get, get a youtube channel just the tip. keep on that that'll be monetized eventually um <laughs> spam you with the ads oh yes we need to figure this out we'll figure it out yeah we'll do it um guys we'll get it hope you enjoyed good, what a day good to see fantastic you. What a day. bye bye, bye.